Hey, what's going on? This is episode four. What do we know? Podcast. I am casual. I am Cord Moon. This is our fourth podcast, man. Fourth show, man. Fourth episode. Yeah. Uh, so what we need to do? I don't remember the dates of uh, the first one, so we got to go back and find a date of the first one, so we can do like a one year anniversary. Okay, you see this week right here? Uh huh. Four weeks back from this one. I, I need a date. I don't want to. I, I need a physical. Just bam. September 16th. I don't need to go one, two. Uh-uh. I need a date. Uh, he won't be all particular. I do. I do. I need that in my life. All I know is uh, you can uh, also go follow us on Facebook at What Do We Know Podcast. Make sure you go there. Also, you can go follow us on our YouTube channel uh, at What Do We Know Podcast, the radio guys. You can go follow us there. And you can go look us up on um, mostly all major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, all those good things. You can go subscribe, and if that's the way you want to digest the podcast every day, if you are supporting the podcast, you can go there also. And also, uh, I know there's a lot, a few people liking the page and sharing the page. If you're listening, get your friend to listen. Once you like the page, tell somebody about the page. I appreciate the support so far. Leave a comment. Share let us know. It. Let us know that you uh, that you're on there. Uh, you may have some criticism. Say, so, hey, bro, I don't like this. Put it on there. Might not take criticism too kindly, but we need that. No, we, we take any form of criticism. That's okay. So let us know how you feel about the podcast. I particularly like uh, what we do on YouTube. Sometimes uh, Corey goes back and adds a little, uh, yeah, a, little, a few pictures here and there, and uh, puts a little jazz in it, and, and I like that. When when it's not a, a casual joke, but other than that, everything's all good. And most of the time it's gonna be a casual joke in there. So just to let you know. Uh, but uh, August fifth is the day that we start. August fifth, okay, yeah. So that so next August fifth, uh, look for something real big. <laughs> that's that's that real big tease. It's like WrestleMania. They tease it like. I'm only gonna give you a year. So wait, wait for this big, yeah. this big thing to happen. Yeah, the Rock is gonna be the main event. Yeah, don't, don't, don't listen to him now. But uh, this week, this week in uh, America, the world, uh, a lot of things happened. Uh, we got a little list of a couple things that, that went down this week. Yeah, this this was, um, I don't know if, this, if everything was this week. It may have been uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, these are some things worth talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, first thing on deck, uh, there was a picture posted by Gabriel Union. Woo! <laughs> yeah. There was a picture posted by Gabrielle Union uh, that she, she's uh, Dwayne Wade's wife. And uh, Gabrielle Union, uh, very attractive woman. Uh, that's, I'll, I'll put it that way politely. Very attractive woman. To be 40-something too. And she finding like the 21-year-old. Oh, she's in her 40s? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's she doing a little thing. So, yeah. so with that being said, uh, one of his, is it a current teammate, a former teammate? Former teammate. Former yeah. teammate, uh, Jimmy Butler. Commented on her picture in all caps. Well, damn. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that was his comment on Gabrielle Union's picture. And uh, D. Wade then goes and says, He want all the smoke, basically. <laughs> he want all the smoke. He says, Comment well damn on my wife's picture again. <laughs> it says something about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he said, "You're gonna see how good, bad, or not was the, the good, the bad. It was something along those lines." And but and uh, the the response to that is, "Well, damn." <laughs> so, do you think uh, Jimmy Butler was wrong? 
Now, well, now wait before you okay, comment okay, on that. Okay. Gabrielle Union is a celebrity. She is a sex symbol, and the picture that she posted was very sexy. So, so should his team, should his former teammate, have posted under that uh, picture on Instagram? Um, this is my take on that. Okay, if it's a, my homeboy and his, you know, that's his wife or somebody, you know, I know, I, you know, I, uh, I, I wouldn't did it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. But yeah. if I'm just, we just cool, like you know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then like, passing. you know, it was, but like, she put out there in the universe. She did. That might be his first reaction. Yeah. I can't be mad at him for that. I got a good looking wife. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? With this social media age, I mean, you open yourself up to that. When you're yeah. Gabrielle Union, you put the shirt on, skin tight, wet shirt with um, body parts. Something protruding. Protruding, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, through that. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that's like a natural re reaction to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it was in good taste uh, for a former teammate. To, uh, to, jump, to jump in and, and do that. Yeah, yeah, that was a little, it was a little itchy, a little sketchy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I don't know. I can't say, man. Like I said, if it was me and uh, if it was one of my, if it was somebody I'm close to, yeah, I would have had a problem with it. Right. But if somebody I just, I, I know that dude. I know what he's trying to. do. I'm not gonna give it no energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes the story bigger than what it should be. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it does. And then too. They're just teammates, though. They don't. They don't necessarily have to be friends. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. we're on the same. We didn't pick this team. Yeah. The team picked up. They, they say they say like you had a job. You worked there one time, and now you don't work there anymore. But the dude that you know used to work there say something on your wife, like. But at the same time, we had the same job. We didn't say, "Hey, no. let's go over here." Now, if it was like LeBron, where they put the yeah, team together, yeah, yeah, that'd have been a different that, story. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just. I guess job. I don't know though, because I guess I would have. Uh, I guess if it's somebody you know, you can always reach out to them and be like, hey, bro, I don't like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But if it's somebody you don't know, I guess you have to address them on the uh, actual, you know what I'm saying, at that point, at that time. You know and what then I'm saying? As, as a man, yeah. you got to step up and defend If your it's wife. done in the face of the people, you got to address it in the face of the people. Yeah. So, yeah. If you say it publicly, you got to address it publicly. That's why I can't stand about people that do something publicly and then, then uh, they'll apologize privately. No, if you said it publicly, apologize publicly. But if you meant it, don't apologize. Exactly. True that. Because, I mean, yeah. he probably meant that. He meant that. <laughs> I mean, he meant that. that how, how old is Jimmy Butler? He's in his 20s still, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's still there. So he probably grew up really looking at Gary. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and for her to put that picture out, he really said what was on his mind. So, I, you know. Dwayne Wade had to come to defense, I guess, if it's a woman, and uh, get all the smoke. All right, now speaking of smoke and uh, uh -huh. him and his woman, uh -huh. let's talk about uh, Safari and Nicki Minaj. Uh, <laughs> well, they please stop that soap opera. Yeah, yeah. That was just. I mean, I. You know what? I, I and I like the way uh, Safari addressed it though. Like he wasn't. Like, I don't think I'm gonna say he was maliciously trying, like getting back. Like she was maliciously like trying to hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she was maliciously trying to go at his neck. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, kind of like, you know, I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? Stop this. You know, you can sell your album. I'm doing me. You do you. Do what you got to do. Don't. Just just leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of respected that. It's the thing I believe, too, uh, before anything else is, all this beef came when her album came. Yeah. They hadn't been together. It's been, 
She got plenty of time to address this, yeah. but once the album, and see, that's why I look at it. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm just over Nicki Minaj. Like that whole thing she did, trying to sell the album, then get mad when her album didn't go number one, and like you still sold almost two hundred thousand copies in this era of music being sold. Like, come on, I just nah, I, I don't, I don't, ah, I'm over Nicki Minaj, man. And I, I, I don't I, think she had. I don't think she put out before the album drop. I don't think she put out the music. To have a number one album. To build it up. Like, it wasn't like the hottest song she's she been on or other people's song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, none of the songs that she's put out, like, I can name three of them that ain't did nothing. The Barbie, or the Barbie, whatever song. So the not Barbie the newest Lee. one. Not oh. the newest one. It was another one she see, it was another one she put out before that. And it was uh, Chung Lee. Yeah. It was Rich Six. And she had another one with uh, Ariana Grande called Bed. Yeah. And none of those songs... Moved any numbers. Really, like, Chun Lee did better than the rest of them, but still didn't do, like, Nicki Minaj numbers that we used yeah. to. And I think she tried this time to, to to use her body more than ever, more than she's ever done mm. to promote her record. And I, I've seen, I've seen no, performances. You, you didn't see the Anaconda. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but, did. I mean, but, but she, mm. it was like, you know what I'm saying? You didn't see the Anaconda video, did you? No, I saw, did. The, I saw the video, yeah, but it was okay. more, it was more of the dancing and twerking and popping. Yeah. But this video with the, I mean, this, this album and the song she did on this one. Yeah. It was just like, look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the ground. I'm done. Yeah. It, it, and it was, it was like bad choreography. It was like strip club choreography. When people, start, like, you can tell when somebody's not confident in what they're doing. Because they, they try to, yeah. they, they, they go at the... Negative things that came in there. Like if somebody knew they had a productive product, they know they had good product, and they was ready, and they knew it was good, and they knew they could, you know, what I'm saying, like had the confidence. They don't have. They wouldn't do all that. Yeah. They wouldn't have to do all that. You know, saying so they already got the confidence in the in the in the. You know, so I think she been like that ever since. Like even every female rapper that comes to the scene, it's hard for her to, uh, like 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 to reach out to them or to actually. Received them well, you know what I'm saying. But to me, that's the hip hop nature. Everybody that comes but in is, is competition. Male, I mean, a lot of males don't do that. Like they see somebody good coming the game, they work with them. I mean, like come here, little dude. Like let me let us get a song together. Let's do a song. Like embrace. I think you got to embrace people that's coming up from a bunch of you. You got to embrace. I see, them. I see that. Are they gonna run smooth over you? I see that as the guys in hip hop try to use the newcomers that's coming in to keep their name relevant, uh, yeah. uh, keep their name, but that's, close, keep their career going. Kinda, you kind of But, but I'm saying, with, with like the female rappers, I see them coming in as, I have to be better than this chick because she's, I'm, I don't want to say chick, ladies, if y'all listen, I didn't mean that. Corey made me say it. But uh, <laughs> I have to be better than this woman because she's on top. I'm going to automatically be compared to her, so I have to outdo her. And and a lot of they times, a lot of times, it's not, I have to outdo her uh, lyrically, mm-hmm. I have to be sexier than her. I have to, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, wear the shortest shorts. I have to have the best dance moves. That's just how, you know what I'm saying, a female MC is being sold. These but days. see, but like, they can all change that perception. If if Nicki would have came out with, if Cardi B would have came out, Nicki would like, let's do a song together and just kill it from the jump. We work together, we doing this together. Just kill it. Like, we ain't, we ain't beefing none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? They did yeah. a song together and just did to start working together. But the first thing to come out is, People started to pit them against each other. Then, like it seemed like they started to buy into it. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like you don't, you don't you, have to. Accept you don't have to buy into it. Yeah. All you do is, hey, let me go pick. Let me go holler her. We're gonna do a song together right now to show people that we 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 we, we straight. We're gonna do a video. We're gonna do a song. We're gonna do. We're gonna go to the club together. We're gonna show each other. So these folks, like you can change the perception of it. And they did you songs know what I'm saying? together. 
they, they, they was they on did, songs did, together yeah, with each so other. They did the Lamar well, sport, but but they didn't. They, they didn't actually. They they record like nowadays. You know, recording like sending a track and they record here, and then send, they didn't actually get in the studio together and do it. You know what I'm saying? And that would have been big for for either one of them because, of course, like I said, social media age. Yeah. You see those two in the studio together. You know, what I'm saying Snapchat all over the place, Instagram, all those pictures all over the place. It would have. Took both of their stocks up a little bit. Yeah, it but like I said, but it's the competitive nature of hip hop. I believe. I mean, it's cool to be competitive, but at the same time, you still can work together. You still can find that common, like you know what I mean. Like and look, they all sleeping on one chick that can kill all of them lyrically. Azalea Banks. No, <laughs> Rhapsody. She can crush all of them lyrically. Yeah. And she Grammy nominated all that, but she just think she ain't got that. I think her, her attitude is more humble. It's more like what I'm talking about. Like it's more humble. She can crush all of them lyrically. She they ain't touching them. Raps got raps. Some of these dudes, a lot of these dudes in the rap game, kill them. Yeah, you but know what I'm saying. If you don't have that, if you don't have that money behind you, you rapping for sport. Hey, it's still good though. Yeah, that's what some people ain't saying. They keep bringing up all these, the rhapsody is dangerous. You wait, give them one record. That's, that goes crazy, and you will see. But see, a lot of a lot of people who who know they have bars, know they have lyrics, they don't chase that radio hit, which I think they should. I think they should. Jay, yeah. Look at Jay. Jay always wanted that radio yeah. sound. Radio, you know what I mean? You look at no, look at that guy right there. Shoot, Kendrick always gonna get him a commercially successful like, like record. Jay, he said lyrically, I could be Talib Kweli. What he said, coming? Why coming? Like. I wanted to come like come, but right, like the money I I, I can make common to come. I can't remember how to rhyme, yeah. but it's like common sense. It was something along those lines right there. But yeah, like, dog, give her that opportunity. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Put her on a metro beat, and uh, metro let her kill it, let her crush it. All right, one more thing uh, on the Nikki and uh, Safari thing. It's not really on the beef aspect of it, but uh, Safari says that he has a twelve thousand dollar insurance policy on his hairline. I think he what he got hairline that- implant. Is that a story? <laughs> I don't is, know. Is that, is that a story? Really? I, my hairline really? not insured for twelve dollars. He's getting twelve thousand. <laughs> I thought they said it was costing twelve thousand dollars to get the hairline done. Yeah, I saw something about insurance policy. Yeah, it, was, it cost twelve thousand to get the hair implant. The hair. The hair. Is, uh, is it yeah, that important? Yeah. Is, is it twelve thousand dollars important? I, I, I don't know. Ask LeBron James. I don't know. LeBron didn't spend it. So you know what I'm saying, like, it must not be that important. You know what I'm saying? So, well, you know. What do I know? I'm not in the. Uh, I'm <laughs> not, not trying to be in business. front of the camera and trying to get in front of the hairline. I, I wear hats a lot, so I don't even worry about the hairline. Uh, but, you need the twelve thousand dollar implants. No, no, I'm good. I, I got a well growth of hair on my head. I'm straight. All right, cool. Uh, All right, now we we got a guest with us inside the studio this afternoon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. One of my favorite guys. He brought another one of my favorite guys with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure everybody knows him. Uh, can I, hey, can I tell everybody how I, how I first know you? What I first know you as? What? Uh oh, uh oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I always knew my guy is Po Cheese. You know what I'm saying? Well, what cheese from, you know, with the Roadmaster with the Assassins on it. You know what I'm saying? That's how I knew my guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then, uh, uh, to a couple of years ago, uh, this new guy, I say new guy, this uh, this guy that reinvented himself, okay. which is not a problem. I, I love people that reinvent themselves and come back a stronger, deeper person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. James Carter in the building right now. Right now, Founder, creator of the Carter Foundation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he oh, yeah. reaches out and touches the life of uh, youth. Youthless. <laughs> That's one of the words. Uh, young people in the community. <laughs> come on, oh. step to the mic. Uh, give everybody a hello and... Uh, let us know what's going on with you, man. 
Hey, how's everybody doing on a Sunday evening? That's it. That's it. Uh, you know, we like to bring people in that uh, I think are impactful in the community uh, uh, who do, who does things. I think people get some people get too much glorification for doing nothing. Yeah. So I like to share. We like to share spotlight on people that's doing something. And uh, give them a platform to speak on, which I don't think this guy really needs our platform. We mainly probably need his platform more than anything. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely somebody that uh, I think people should uh, talk to and get to know for real, for real. First of all, we're going to kick off by uh, saying, uh, what made you get into the Carter Foundation? What made you, what made you create this thing? Well, basically, man, uh, just like you said, you know... Um when I was that cheese guy, you know, I'd done a lot of things that I knew better doing. And, uh, man, I'm not perfect, you know, and I'm still not perfect. And I do things to this day that I'm like, man, how I get in this situation? But it's not life-threatening situations, you know. I used to, um, everybody who know me, they know me what I used to do. You know, I used to be in the streets and I used to run. I dealt with, um, you know, some anything up under the sun. If you name it, you know, Pochise probably tried it, you know. And that was my life, and that's what I thought. That That's what my whole life was revolved around, you know, um, the streets. So when I start, when I got a little older, you know, you get sense, man. It, it was never, a lot of times people be blaming the parents. You know, I see that a lot. And they like, hey, where's the parents? Where's the parents? Sometimes the parents are at work. Man, my mom was I was uh, I was raised single parent household, and my mom had two boys, and she worked her fingers to the bone to make sure that we had all of our needs, and you know, suddenly we'd get our wants, but she made sure that all of our needs were met. So the things that I did, my mom didn't have no idea of, and it, once she found out, it was too late. You know, the damage was already done. So um, just doing those things and then knowing, I wanted to count. I started seeing like a lot of youngsters that were doing things and you know a lot of times they were committing crimes towards each other and I knew probably the youngster who did it or his mom his uncle you know father or the person who you know they uh that they did it to so I'm just like hey it's a way that we can we can resolve these issues but it's going to take getting the mind where they are at Mm -hmm. a lot of time as adults we all we are always pointing the fingers Talking about the youth, like we forget that we were once young. Just imagine if social media were, were out back then, you know. Man, I'm 37, so just imagine even 10 years ago. Well, I'm gonna say 10, yeah, I can say 10. Yeah. Let's just say 10 years ago when I was 27. You know, that when the flame threw and everything was going on, you know. So just imagine <laughs> if social media, I mean, you know, you had, yeah. we had MySpace and Facebook, but yeah. it wasn't it as big as these phones weren't yeah. so sophisticated t- now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and go back 20 years when I was 17, and those are the kids that I work with now. So I had to get in the mind of a 17 year old kid. So by doing it, I go back into the mind of 17 year old Po Cheese when. I was once young and running around thinking I had the world figured out. So, you know, working with those kids, it's a blessing. But what made me start it was, like I said, I was seeing all the things that these kids were doing. And, you know, you watch the news and you're like, dang, another shoe. I wanted to do some, at least try. You know, I, didn't, I don't want to be old and scared to check my mailbox and looking at the condition that the city is in and thinking back, man, if I would have done something when I was younger. You know, I wanted to. Then also, I got two boys. I got a 16-year-old. And I got a 15-year-old, and, um, you know, man, my son got friends, cousins, uncle. He had an uncle, you know, that lost his life to, to uh, violence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, hey, I could see how it was affecting my son. 
And I just wanted to kind of like do something and, you know, just kind of like to right some of my wrongs. You know, I don't go around telling people I was this guy that walked around with pistols and stuff because that wasn't me, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, I, I wasn't no better than the people who were doing it mm-hmm. because the things that I was doing, you know. So I never go around like I was just known for, you know, kicking up ruckus because that wasn't me, you know. But I was a street dude doing the things that, you know, that revolved, that could have got me in worse situations, you know. And so I got tired of the things with me, man. Like I, I had run-ins with the law, man, like back-to-back running with the laws, man. And, you know, you get tired of that, man. And when you, when God got a plan for you, sometimes he has to get your attention. He do it in mysterious ways. And, like, I used to question, like, man, what, why, you know, why me? Mm-hmm. But then, like, once I started finding my purpose, I was just like, why not me? You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, who else? Because if you are a firm believer, whatever religion that you believe in, you know, somewhere in your knowledge, it had to tell you whoever the Messiah was, they went and spoke to the people. You know, and they didn't speak to the people that didn't really need to hear what they were saying. You know, so they were reaching the people that really needed to to be um, to be uh, fed, really, you know, if you will. And not comparing myself to a messiah, man, I'm far from a prophet. But, you know, I just kind of like wanted to do something, man. And, and that was the best decision that I ever made, you know. But through it, you know, tribulations, it, 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 I'm not going to tell you that it's been easy because it's been times where, Man, I'm like, man, forget this, you know. Yeah. Working with hard-headed kids, man, yeah. like they don't want to listen. And then sometimes you have having issues with parents also, you know. Yeah. I got, I'm got, i blessed to have a good group of kid, kids. Their parents are very supportive. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the story, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, some of the kids, they get grown sometimes. Like, you know, a couple boys, they have uh, kind of dropped away, you know, fell back from the program, man. And, you know, it's all love. The doors are always open, mm-hmm. you know. But they've been around since they were, like, in the fourth or fifth grade. They're not the same little kids anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got to evolve with time. The, the, the key is this. A good friend, man, one of my classmates, Jaquita Horn, she told me this when I first started. She was like, cheese is never too late if you can relate. And that's always mm-hmm. been my motto. Like, it always been my motto where, you know, it's never too late to reach these kids, but we just got to know how to relate mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, I can't go to this child on the corner and tell the child, hey, look, you don't need to be doing this, or hey, you know, uh, don't do this, don't do that. If I don't have a solution, mm-hmm. so I can't tell this kid that's probably on the on the corner selling drugs and you know and looking at him like he's just this thug dude and knowing that I've been there before, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't say, hey, don't do this, don't do that, without trying to say, hey, man, look, um, you know, if you do, my story, I can tell you my story, but what worked for me might not work for you. Mm-hmm. But this let's, is what, let's let's go back to your story. Let's um let's go back to uh, what was the first time. That you could remember that you did something you knew your mama would be proud of. Man, probably when I was first born. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I mean, I know it's, it's plenty. Of, but uh, one yeah, thing I'm about like far as like just in the streets. In the streets, in yeah. The streets, man. I was probably like, man, thirteen, and um, uh, me and my partner, man, um, uh, Tony, you know, Ot Will, man. We um, we skipped school, and this is the day Tupac got killed. And this, I mean, got shot the first time. And it's like 95, man. So, you know, we skipped school. We watching. You know how Breaking News used to come on with old guy Kurt Lord or whatever? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and it came, it came on, man. We skipped school and we smoked marijuana inside my mom's living room. And I knew she didn't get our work till like 4 o'clock so the house could be aired out whatever. Mm. And that was just foolish, man. First mm. of all, I had no business smoking. Mm. Then I'm going to do it in my mom's house. Yeah. Skipping school, doing it in my mom's house. Yeah. And we sitting around, you know, mind clouded. And this show, Tupac got shot. I'm like, man, this should have been a sign. <laughs> like, this could happen to you, you know, out here in the streets. Like, this can happen to you. So from that, man, it was just like, oh, 
But let me go even further with this, man. Um, I used to uh, be a part of this, I guess you can call it, I mean, organization, gang, whatever, what have you, you know. Back then, I could see, I could say back then it, we carried ourselves like a gang. We ran like a gang, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so we didn't have structure, man. We were running around like the wild, wild west, but we weren't breaking in and shooting and killing and all of that stuff. You know, we might have fought. Mm-hmm. With the rival people, but now mm-hmm. all of us are cool. We see each other. We live. We live to talk you about it. Like, man, you kids today, they're man. not yeah. talking about it. Yeah. But um, but the reason why I did this one particular because uh, my dad, my dad wasn't in my life. You know, my dad was in prison pretty much growing up all while I was growing up, and you know, my dad was in the streets. He was on drugs, and he was over this uh, particular organization, gang, mm-hmm. whatnot. And I wanted to really hurt him, you know. So I joined the opposition, Uh-oh. you know. And that's how that was like. That's you know, rebellious. That, yeah, yeah, like you know, it don't rebellion. get no like you. You're 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 my father, and you're over this organization, and that's like a big slap in your face yeah. for me to join the rival. And they seeing like this is Jane Lewis' little son, and he, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know. So when I did that, man, oh. I would just you know try to prove myself. Everything I think from those years, from like. 14 to maybe 16, 17, it was all an act of trying to get back in him. Mm-hmm. And my father was trying to get back in my life, but the damage was done, you know. Mm-hmm. So he came back in my life when I was 17 and uh, started helping me see things more clear. Because no matter what, like if y'all out there listening, you know, the, uh, if even if kids listening, sometimes we as people, I'm not going to say fathers, we make mistakes. Now looking back, 37-year-old James Carter, mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, my father made a mistake. It could have been something. He probably he couldn't teach me no better because he didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But he always taught me he taught me how to think. Think for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be a follower. You know, mm-hmm. don't be a gopher. That was his favorite word. You know, don't be a gopher. You know, you a gopher, you go for anything. Don't go for a wooden nickel. And he would always tell me, like, I'm messing my life up. I don't want you to. So my father came back in my life at 17. He died when I was 21. But those were, like, the best four years because I learned so much in those four years. And I still were, I still was, you know, doing what I was doing after he passed, but it all came back to me, everything that he was teaching me. Everything that he told me was going to happen in my life happened. You know, so sometimes, like, um, and I don't really know what the situation with him and my mom, why they split, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you sometimes we hear one side of the story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for years, I mean, I'm pretty sure that my dad did mess up, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I mean, but he, um, he, he, uh, my father, he he was, he was a man of respect, and he always taught me to respect yourself. Like I always know that you are a king, no matter who you are around. Like that was his thing. Like even though I was claiming this rival opposition to him, he always wanted me to know, hey, if you're gonna do this, you need to be the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you need to be the leader. Or, you know, or you need to break off from them guys and go mm-hmm. start your own thing. You know, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna be the leader, you gotta be able to follow. You know, but make sure you're following something worth following. And those are words that stuck with me. So I take that back with the Carter Foundation. You know, uh, it was uh, it, it's a, it was a lot of people back in 2014 doing positive things, man. You, you know, you got guys, man, like Future Pride and Men for Change and, you know, like Tavio and those guys, man, a lot of more people. You know, fraternities, they were doing their thing. But I just knew that it w- that wasn't my calling, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, hey, we all jam and we can all work together, but I just felt like God had me for another purpose. I had another piece. I had something to add to the puzzle, 
but I need to take my pieces other way and kind of like the game of scramble, you know, yeah. like I need to take it other way and then we can all come back together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so like I watched a lot of things that those guys were doing, man, and, um, you know, and like when we do, when we done events, you know, you always pay homage, you know, mm -hmm. and come out, you know, you, you show support love, each and, yeah, you support each other. And, and one of the things that um, I got from the things that they, those guys were doing, they were doing the things for the community, man. They were doing like young men. You know, you got men for change that work with young men. And, you know, they, I would see them guys walking the kids across the street. Like, that was big, man, because black in the, in the black community, we're lacking a lot of things. First of all, we're lacking resources. Mm -hmm. But we're lacking love. We're, we're, we teach our kids that they got to be tough. Don't, you know, if you got a boy and he's crying, don't cry, you know, girls cry. Mm -hmm. Quit crying, quit crying right. like a girl, right. you know. Mm -hmm. And we don't embrace each other. Like, we see another black kid and we're approaching, they're going to mean mug each other if they don't know him, you know. Mm -hmm. But they might see a white or Hispanic or, or what have you, you know, come across street, coming across the street and speak, mm -hmm. you know. And like the same thing with young ladies, you know, they see each other, they roll in their eyes like, who she thinks, she, you know, yeah, like yeah. we, instantly. yeah, it's instantly, Not even but, knowing, yeah. yeah, but it was like, you know, you, things before us, man, you mm -hmm. know, those situations, but just because things happen in the past don't mean that we have to stick to those ways, mm -hmm. you know, we, I mean, you gotta sometimes break tradition, sometimes tradition is meant to be broken. I heard uh, Farrakhan say something like that before, he said, uh, when it comes to like um, traditional things, he said, in in the past, in history, traditional things have been made with truth. You get what I'm saying? It had truth involved in it. So whatever ritual it was ritual, whatever ritual it was had the truth involved. So once that truth leave it, sometimes it's time to leave that ritual alone. Also, basically, I was basically you know saying like certain things are started because of the truth around it. Where you know whether it's uh, maybe a marriage or something like that, or you know anything starts with the truth around it. And once that truth leaves, why continue the ritual of doing it? You get what I'm saying? Like it, you know, it was it was probably a sense of security to not actually address certain people in certain ways at certain times. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know who that person was. That person can be the, the opposition, and you being friendly with them might mean something different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as time goes on, you've got that behavior and you're putting it into your kids, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't look at that, don't talk to that. Yeah, I think like like you, know you saying, we, in, in our in our culture, it's it's nobody wants to come off as weak. Mm -hmm. And seeing somebody smiling at them, yeah. you are friendly. friendly. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know why you why you smiling at me. Smiling, What's up? Yeah. What, what, what you, you got? Trying, what you gonna do? What you yeah, got some on your yeah. mind? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? Those that type of behavior. You know what I mean? So I, I, I hate that that behavior too, because I'd rather for people to, to to acknowledge each other and build with somebody than to, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet. Right. I've had people meet me and think I'm a certain way and not speak, and then they get to talking, and I'm like, dang, I didn't expect that, you know what I'm saying? But you never would have. I never would have been more engaged and talked to you. You get what I'm saying? So I went to New York once, and, uh, you know, they have everybody's passing out a flyer. It's a flyer for everything, uh, dry cleaning, party, whatever. There's a flyer guy every two steps. And, you know, when you see somebody out here and somebody's passing out the flyer, take the flyer, see what's going on. Yeah. I was with, uh, I was with, <laughs> with my girlfriend. I got fussed at. Don't be taking it. Why are you speaking? <laughs> yeah. Dude's just, he's making this a quick buck, passing out a flyer. The least I can do is it's take a flyer. flyer. It's not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to yeah. hurt him. But I really got fussed at for taking the flyer. Like, you don't be talking to everybody. Like, 
It's just a fly with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 we don't, we don't uh, off top teach respect until we see our kids acting a certain way. Like, hey, uh-huh. why are you doing it? You need to respect so and so. But I mean, it, it, I, one thing that we always talk about is weakness. Yeah. You don't want to be weak. Don't let yeah. nobody play you for yeah. weak. Don't mm-hmm. let them take you for weak. That's yeah. that's what we we, we yeah. pound that in our kids' heads. And then yeah. a lot of times, kids end up bullies. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know, what I'm saying a real trouble kid. Because they're trying to not be weak. Yeah. But by trying that to show time, some type of strength. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to it. Because although it is a good, it's a it's a good thing to be a strong individual. Because we all know living in this skin, things ain't gonna get you know. It's not that some stuff. And like, well, some stuff we, what we take is like, all right, you know what I'm saying. But it ain't good. Like, you know what I'm saying. Just mm-hmm. take it like that. You know what I mean. Like that that, that wasn't good. That that, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. Like, you shouldn't have to take that. You know what I mean? But we be so thick-skinned that they don't even phase us, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you listen to What Do We Know? Uh, Casual and Coromo. We have uh, James Carter in here from the Carter Foundation. Now, I want to get back with you. Uh, your nickname, Po Cheese. When I first saw you, someone said, yeah, that's Cheese. Yeah, that's Po Cheese. That's Cheese. Right, they, they kept going back and forth, interchanging yeah. Cheese and Po Cheese. And I really, I'm, I'm horrible with names, but I remember faces. Yeah. So, Every time I saw you, it was something different. Yeah, I was like, "Dang, I seen the dude look just like him, but yeah. it wasn't his name." <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. What's, what's, what's the what's the meaning of, of Pope Cheese? How'd you get that name? What's, I what's think, the name? Man, uh, old Rod McKee, Hot Rod. Um, he gave me that Pope Cheese in probably like the sixth grade, and it just stuck because I was real skinny, man. You know, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was like really, really skinny, man. Like short, man. Napper hair, little dude with a high top fade, man. And, I don't know where the cheese came from, but mm-hmm. he just, you know, Rod silly. If y'all know Hot Rod, man, he's a great guy, man. And, um, you know, um, so when I was in the sixth grade, you know, so my seventh or eighth grade year, you know, we kind of jumped off the porch a little early, you know, over there in Reese Court, man. We jumped out. We were seeing mm-hmm. things that was going on, and we wanted action, you know, like, right. you know, just being honest. It wasn't our parents. Every last person that I know that grew up over there in Reese Court had a great mom. Mm. But I can't say, I can't name two off the top of my head that had a great father, mm-hmm. you know. But everybody, we had great moms, man. Our moms worked together, you know. They they worked and made sure, you know, that we had what we needed, like I said. And, um, you know, so, like, I stayed right across the street from Reese Court. So, off my porch is where all the action was going on. So, I was seeing, you know, this late 80s, you know, early 90s, man. You know, like, in 91, I'm seeing everything, you know. So I ain't gonna lie, man. I wanted some of the action. So you know, then I was poaching. So then when I jumped in the streets, you know, I used to sell drugs. So when I got in the streets and started feeling myself, I felt like I had my weight up. Oh, you could be poaching. You know, and this go back to man the mindset of us. Um, the we don't want to be called weak, and we hate to be called broke. Mm-hmm. So you calling me po just like you calling me bro, you know? Put no, some respect on that. I heard no, don't call me po cheese. But it was some people who actually knew me. They just if they say cheese, it sounds fun. It just depends on who you right, are. Right? Okay. You know, like I got people now, man. They be like cheese. I meant to say, oh, Mr. Carter, man, don't say Mr. Carter. Like you sound funny saying it. You know, so you know, don't say it. But um, evolution. I always, like I said, my dad wasn't the best father, but he taught me a lot of great things. He taught me to always evolve and always know that you are king. And by him saying that, they go with the name. 
when I was poaches, I always wanted to evolve. So then it went from, I went through stages in my life, right? And I'm going to be brief with this. I was poaches, the guy that was out there on that hot boy stuff that was doing that. Then I got a little older, um, gained a few pounds, you know, and uh, so then I was cheese. Then I went from that to actually being incarcerated to being uh, inmate. 10664. So you went from poachies to cheese to now you just a number. Mm. 10664. You know, that's going to be my number till I die. Right. You know, and there's no faking with that. Like, I remember when I first started doing the Carter Foundation, people used to be like, hey man, don't tell those people that you've been locked up. Why not? Mm. You know, so because it's some people that's in jail that need to hear that, man. Okay, mm -hmm. dang. Yeah, you know, once, it, once you get yeah, out, there because is hope. we don't hear those stories, man. People go to jail, they tell you, man, I was in there doing this, I was in, man, I was in there reading and working out. Yeah. You know, I wasn't yeah, on there, yeah, in yeah. there on no gang, gang, and yeah, doing all that, yeah, man. Yeah. Like for real, like I'm a peaceful guy. I always yeah. have been. You know, I don't bother people. Don't bother me. So I don't go tell people that story. Like I was just in there running stuff because I wasn't. I was in there reading and trying to get my mind right. Mm -hmm. So when I came home, I have a plan. Mm -hmm. Just like you know, T. I said it. What you need with a second chance, if you don't have a plan, you're going to blow it, mm -hmm. you know. And that always, you know, things like that just stuck with me. So when I went through that, man, that was the best thing that happened to me in my life. Besides my kids, you know, and my family, that was the best thing that happened to me, like, you know, uh, being incarcerated. Yeah. You know, a guy that set me up, man, like a guy I grew up with in Reese Court. You know, this guy set me up, man, you know. And it was perfect, man. It was God because... I, I, I didn't get arrested, man. I got rescued, you know, because like I said, when God do things to get your attention, everything else, man, I would have run in, man. My name was in the paper every week, like for miscellaneous <laughs> stuff. I used to be so dumb, man. Like I would see the police and cut my music up just in front of them. Like, what are you going to do? You know, arrest me. I didn't have a license. You know, I didn't get my license out 26 because they stayed suspended before I even got them. Every time it was time for me to get license, for real, like every time it was time for me to get license, they would get, I would do something foolish to get them suspended for a whole nother year. So they're from like 17 to 26. You 10 know? years, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So with doing that, man, it just, um, it, um, you know, it, it opened my eyes. So like all the police, they knew me by name, you know, and they were like, you know, when they see me, some of them, I, but I always, I was always respectful because my mom taught me that, mm. you know, she always taught me, you respect people. And I ain't gonna lie, it got me out a lot of things. I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. Mm. You got, you, you've been drinking. No, sir. You know, yeah, had a yeah. couple beers or whatnot. Yeah. No telling what's in the car, you know, and I, yeah. and I got by, but you can only run for so long. Mm. You can fool men, man, but you can't fool God. Yeah. And so when that happened. I'm just like, okay, this is just karma coming back, you know. This bogus what y'all got me on, but yeah. hey, you know what? I ain't done a lot of things. You know what? God's trying to get my attention. And I remember when I was going to court, <laughs> and my wife, she kind of like, she was just like, dang, baby, because after they told me what I had to go do, I was kind of like ready to go in and get started on it. She's like, dang, baby, you're like, you ready to leave us? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm ready to see what God's going to do. Because right. like, you know, and... And it worked out, you know, and uh, I used to tell people, man, when I come, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, man, like, a lot of times people think it happened overnight, man. That thought, it, it start with a thought. So I had time to manifest everything, like, you know, in my head. Like, you know, I mean, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't running and doing that, man. I played Uno and, you know, and chess, and I learned just different things that made you think. Like, mm. this guy showed me how to play mental chess, mental chess. And if you could play mental chess, if you could play chess, man, you can maneuver. But if you could play mental chess, this stuff that's out here, man, it won't even phase you. 
You know, like a lot of time people would think like, man, and I'm all over the place, but I want to say this. Like when I when people used to tell me, don't tell people your story. Tell this. It's not your testimony if you're only gonna tell certain parts of it. If mm-hmm. you're gonna scare, like I can't talk and just say some of my uh, story if we're talking about the streets. I can't just say, hey, you know, yeah, I were in the street or whatever. Eventually, if I talk to you long enough, like when I first started off, I, you know, kind of uh, skipped over it. Yeah. So you know, like um. You you know you can't just I mean you can you can do what you want to do but you know I just feel like I I wouldn't serve my, I wouldn't be serving my best purpose and I won't reach my full potential if I try to be fake. You it's know? like it, it's like that saying live your truth. Yeah, live your yeah, truth, live your man. Truth. You know? Because if you tell half the story and then the other half gets found out, yeah, it's like what were you hiding? Why were you hiding? <laughs> I remember, man, like oh. I remember this, man. A lot of things, man. I tell y'all, it was a struggle, man. And it's still, to this day, you know, a struggle, man. Because, um, you know, hey, you know, for one thing, man, it's a struggle being a black male. You know, it's a struggle being a black male, you know. And um, and just, I mean, it's a struggle. Life is a struggle. So I'm not going to play the race card. But but being black, for real, a black male, you know, it's harder for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a known fact. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are. Like, you know, you got to know that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Life is hard, so, you know, things make you tougher. But I remember, you know, when people telling me, hey, look, don't tell this part. Don't tell this. Or, like, it'll be places people would ask me to come speak. Hey, before we speak, they're trying to give me a conversation like, a, like I want you to speak on this. I've been places where people had actually tried to write the speech, wow. had a speech for me to say, man. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it's not going to work because I'm not the most articulate guy. Like, I talk from the heart. Mm-hmm. My words going to slur. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, y'all, and that's yeah, just yeah, me because yeah, yeah. it's real, man. Like, I'm not going to be fake, so... This story, no, man, just keep that in. Thanks, but no thanks, you know. <laughs> so, and then with those people, I make sure I say it. Yeah. You know, like, that'd be standing back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the people that they didn't want me to tell that to. They want to hear that. They wanted to hear that. They yeah. even contact me. I remember this lady, man. Um, You can tell by the way she looked, man. Wealthy white lady. You know, she came up to me after, and she said, you just gave me a confirmation. She said, I got a son that's mm. incarcerated. And she said, these people around here, they don't know that she, she don't tell her personal business, you know. They thought that her son was probably in the army somewhere, you know. Yeah, he's on vacation. Yeah, he's on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's on sabbatical in Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's on state, all right. You know? so, so, but the lady, she uh, came to me, man, and uh, she was just like, man, you just gave me, if you can do what he can. She said, when you said about the parents, she said, my family, they always say it, you know, like uh, they always down her, like you went wrong, something you went wrong. If you mm-hmm. do your job as a parent and instill value in your kids and instill discipline or whatever, we, we're going to go astray. Yeah. You know, like we're sitting here right now. I'm up here doing this interview. I got a 16-year-old son, man. I don't know what he's doing right now. When mm-hmm. I left, he was at the park. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing right now. So mm-hmm. people, a lot of times people will, will put their kids on pedestals and, and make like their kids are holier than thou, but... That free will is a monster sometimes. So I said that to say this, man, and that lady to this day, me and lady keep in touch, and it was five years ago. You know, wow. it was before the Carter Foundation. We wow. only been operating four years. So it was like when I was going into the neighborhoods and uh, you know, mentoring and talking with kids and stuff, man, I just wanted the streets to be safe. Mm-hmm. I wasn't no superhero, so I'm not gonna if I see you out there with that gun, man, I'm gonna keep on going. Like I'm not gonna get <laughs> out jump in like, front. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not bulletproof, man. Yeah. I believe in higher power, but God give you sense too, you know, not <laughs> to just jump out there. So and man, to this day, you know, the lady, man, she hit me up, you know. It has been times where she like, Hey, look, James, I see what you're doing, I wanna contribute this right here to your foundation. 
and I don't want my name in it. Like, I just believe in what you're doing, and I'm proud of the growth, you know. So, you know, it, that's just what life is about. And also, I have been places where I decided that I didn't even want to talk about that. And God, he put it up in, in you, and it just come out, you know. Because mm. there's nothing I'm ashamed of, man. Mm. Like, I'm not ashamed of nothing. Like, if you know me, this is what it is, what it, this is what you're going to get. Because I'm not going to brag on myself, but like I said, like, things that I always had in my head. So, in my head, I always, before things happen, I always see it being bigger than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So I always saw that the Carter Foundation would be even bigger. Like sometimes when people say, good job, you know, great job, okay, and I and I, I appreciate that. Because you need to hear those motivation worries along the way. But like with me, I just feel like, dang, I'm, we're still not where I saw, mm-hmm. you know, within the five-year plan. But we have accomplished a lot. But it's just like, you know, I just feel like that's why I always say keep grinding. Like that's something I tell myself every day because, like, man, we got kids. Like I can't feel successful. And I can't feel just like I'm just this successful guy in, in, in working with the youth. And when I cut on, cut on WTOK tonight, probably a 17-year-old shot mm. somebody. Cool. So don't praise me. Don't tell me good job, man. Until, yeah, still uh, you kids know, yeah, and kids yeah. still getting killed. So we got to go, man. You got to go. You got to keep grinding. You got to work. Uh, last thing I'm going to say about that. So when I was telling you with the stages... I went and spoke at Alliance, and I was talking at East Mississippi, and I was telling these kids about steps. I was telling them that I went from po cheese to cheese to uh, 106664. You just called them, man. They call your last name, if that, to coming back to James Carter where I started, coming home trying to find my purpose. Like, dang, okay, you said all this stuff when you were away. Now it's time to do it. So I had to, you know, um... So I had to actually live as James Carter. That's something that I haven't done since I was 13 when Rod gave me po cheese. Mm. So I had to live as James Carter, and I wanted to manifest that guy because, I mean, James Carter was kind of squirting me. I ain't going to lie. Because, like, mm. I mean, like, he was simple, man. James Carter, like, he just, he just like, you know, he, you know, he just go with the flow. Like, you know, when I say square, I'm not saying, like, and I don't want people out there listening to get the wrong way. When I say square, I mean, like, um, it was just to me, like, what cheese would have called as a square. You okay. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the people that Cheese used to call square, those were actually the hip people. Because mm-hmm. those are the people that didn't go through the thing Cheese went they through. Had those plan. are the people that riding around in big trucks and houses and, you know, nice cars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. when Cheese got to regroup, you know. Right. But being James Carter, man, he was like to me as a square because I still had the mind of Cheese, you know. So I had to change because I didn't like that dude. So, hey, we're going to create Mr. Carter, you know. Mm-hmm. And so from that, man, you know, you start saying Mr. It's just like if a person go to school. And they get their degree, you know, and they go on and they get their um, doctorate in this and doctorate in that. And you put that title in front of it, you know, like Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, he earned that, you know. So, like, with certain people, but, like, if y'all say Mr. Carter, it's going to sound real funny, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the people that I mean now, right. this is who you, this, how they know this, you, this is how you know, this is who you, this is who you, I mean, this is what you get. So, you know, I prefer Mr. Carter with those people. Mm. I'm not ashamed of cheese, 10664. If I was, I wouldn't tell y'all on the podcast, you know. But um, it's just, you know, it's amazing. Life is about change. And the lady that told me this that I was telling you about after the uh, after the thing, she uh, she said she wanted to, you know, meet. We met at Scarlet Cup and got coffee. And she told me, she said that, uh, James, don't ever quit telling your story. She said, don't, I don't care who, you know, don't ever quit telling your story. She said, because a life without change is a wasted life. And, and that's true, man. If you go through your life, I don't care how good your life is. Man, if you go through life and you don't never change, you don't waste it. 
Right. Mm -hmm. You can be a millionaire and live in a millionaire life. But when you 77, 80 years old, it's things you wish you would have done. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, but you never changed. So mm -hmm. you ain't wasted your whole life, you know. So that, those it's, are some of the things I try to live by. It was something you said earlier that, that, that kind of made me, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you said, like, you said black men have a hard, like, it's, it's you know, not saying every life is hard, but it's like our journey is a little harder than most. And I was thinking, he said, uh, he said, to spite your father, you joined the opposite game. Yeah. That he ran, and like you see that with other people that probably have a better lifestyle. Like their father went to this school, but to, I, mean, I can't stand to spite him. I'm gonna go to this school. Yeah, yeah. And it's that same that, dynamic, but it's, but it's totally a different, different circumstances. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's that that shows you that everybody goes through that. It's just the different circumstances in which that is. And that tripped me out. Like yeah. I'm gonna spite him, but this is how I spite him. Yeah. And this is how I spite him. You know what I mean? Like your son might say, you might want him to. Pursue something different, mm -hmm. and he might want to not say despite you, but to just be yeah. like, I'm gonna be, be I'm gonna be my own, I'm yeah. gonna be kind of like, I'm gonna push back, I'm gonna do this instead, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's something kids go through, like as a youth, you go through that, like, I'm not gonna do what mom and dad want me to do, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I think it's a good thing, I think it's still support, it's your support, but it depends on what that thing is, too. Like, I, I don't you know, know. I mean? uh, when my daughter came up with her, her college choices, were, yeah. Or in existence, and it was time she was senior. It was time to go to school, and uh, you know I'm, I have to support you for the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you see where this is going, right? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, I, I got like uh, Jackson State is on. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Southern, oh Southern. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she even uh, was Talladega offered some money. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They said, Dad, I got accepted to Grambling. Oh, that's where we're going. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you can do that. You, you can go against the grain if you want to. But uh, when it comes time to transport back and forth, like, uh -huh. no, you get some of your Jackson State friends uh -huh. to bring you up. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. Yes, you would have. I would but, uh -huh. <laughs> Now, let's get into the Carter Foundation. Like, okay, let's just strip it down to, to the basics. Say I have a troubled 17-year-old boy. I don't know what to do. What's, what's the age limit? What's, well, the, what's the age bracket? 12 through 17. 12 through 17. But with the 12-year-old, we don't always, sometimes they don't get a chance to do the things that the 16-year-old, because, I mean, you got to kind of watch that also, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, man, I got a great group of boys, but they're not perfect. And, uh, man, I get calls from the principals at the school sometimes, you know, hey, you know, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is how this guy doing, you know, and, um, you know, so we... We try to like. I'm not gonna tell a person that you want to you want to bring your kid that your your kids are gonna be around saints, cause I'm not a saint and you know mm -hmm. neither one of us and the parent that's bringing the kid is probably not a saint, mm -hmm. you know. So um, but uh, if you got a kid that's out there, even if if, if even if he's not a troubled youth, I mean you can um uh, you can uh, bring him. You can contact me, and we had open enrollment today. So um, and it's crazy, y'all. Okay, look, a lot of times we talk about. We need to do things for the kids. So we open it up, uh, open enrollment. I have people all the time, hey, can I get so-and-so, so-and-so to join? We only do it two times a year for a reason. If I just do it, if we just do it where you can get in anytime you want to, you're not going to take it serious. Yeah, so I have people away. that have blown me up, man, ever since like four or five months ago. Man, hey, you know, uh, a year ago. But they miss, every time they miss open enrollment. So it's just like, hey, you know, uh, and not saying anything bad about them. But out of all the people that talk about the things they want their kids to do, three new kids came. You mm -hmm. know, three new kids. But I'm blessed if it was just one. Right. Because that's mm -hmm. one child that we got a chance to reach. But, mm -hmm. man, probably like, no lie, I can probably name you. I mean, I could probably 
count off the top of my head like 12 people that mm -hmm. always, when they see me, you know, they always, hey, you know, I want to get my son in this. I want to get my son in that. And, but, you know, you got to, you got to have a time. You got to respect the, the, the time when you can, you know, when you can bring yeah. your kid because yeah. if not, Anytime. We have mean you gonna probably just bring your kid whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. These guys work. It's not just a fun program. We we work and keep but they have fun also. But in order for them to go on trips, we take them to like educational field trips, man. The, I think one of their favorite trips was Tougaloo and Xavier. But uh they go to like we've been to Alabama, we've been to Georgia Tech. I mean they, they have fun, but they have to perform volunteer hours. Mm. And their grades or their behavior have to be improved. Mm -hmm. If they're a straight A student. I mean, you know, your behavior, you know, it, you gotta have to approve something, you know. Mm -hmm. We got this one guy, and I won't I won't call his name, I won't pick on him, but I'll show y'all the message that his mom sent me about his grades. I mean, this guy had a four. Like last year, this guy had a four. Four point oh? No, a four. <laughs> oh, like the number witness. four. <laughs> four for four. <laughs> he had a four. He had a four. He had a four. Mm. And um so he went to summer school. This guy sent me this text message, man. Uh, his now nah, his, his father, his father sent me the text message that the mom sent him, and uh, I probably shouldn't be telling their business on the air, but hey, we're not going to the name, so we're all right, we're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said his mom, the mom, he sent me what his mom, what the boy mom sent. I can't believe so and so grades, public speaking. 84, government, SEM, 93, English, 3, 100, algebra, 2, 95, zoology, 100, U.S. history, 90, MHS art, uh, 100, zero absence. And it's early in the year, but that boy grades haven't been like that in a long time. And I'm not taking credit for it. Right. But you got to say that this program is working for his father to send me that, you know, right. mm -hmm. like, you know, his father sent it to me that his mom sent him, you know. Mm -hmm. So if he, you know, if it wasn't a benefit, the father, you know, because me and we're prideful, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. man, I ain't forget another man credit. Yeah. Like, you know, right? <laughs> and but, go back to that, that meme mug. That, that yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, man, and uh, man, I was so proud, you know, yeah. because that boy, but he, you know, being part of this program. Hey, we're not going to play. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of kids didn't make those trips that I'm telling you about. Right. One of the kids just say, hey, forget it. I ain't coming no more then. You know, hey, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, so you work with them. You see them. It's, it's all love when you see them. You talk with them. But these are the rules. We can't bend them. Like yeah. my own son. It's a structure. You got to have a structure. Of, I think that's a lot of problems. They don't, it's not a lot of structure. Yeah. Yeah. My son had a D in reading. Now, what this look like? I'm up here mentoring other kids. And I'm up to high school talking to these people, and your grade's worse than the people I'm talking to. <laughs> but he had a D in reading. I took him off that basketball team so quick, Ooh. you know, and it hurt him because that's what he loved. I took his game, he pulled the grade up. I made him cut his hair. He was wearing the little hair with the dye, the Odell back. I made him cut it off, um, and he pulled the grades up and go back. Oh, and I took him off that basketball team. But the reason why I did it, because, I mean, he had an A in science and a D in reading. You got to be able to read yeah. to do science. <laughs> so he was in there just playing. He was in the class full of his friends, you know, and just playing. So, you know, I, I, I took him off, man. And, uh, he, you know, ever since then, hopefully, that was last year. Hopefully, you know, I don't have to take him away. He quit. He's not on the basketball team anymore. So, you know, but I can take away a lot of more things, you know. So that's the thing, man. We have to kind of like, as parents, well, I got all of a sudden to go back to what you were saying about as far as uh, if you want to join. 
we won't have open enrollment again until maybe like it probably be like the first of the year, you know, uh, because we want people to have skin in. It's not fair to the kids who actually came out to that meeting today for us to open it up to kids. You know, we had one boy that inboxed me said he was sick. I didn't reply back. I called his uncle. His uncle like, yeah, he's sick. You know, so we have kids that these kids are at everything. You guys out there working, you know, they put in work. A lot of things we don't post. We have a young ladies program uh, that my wife, uh, she's a uh, director over that. And uh, they're, they're called a sisterhood uh, program. And man, when I tell you these sisters are strong, they um they do a lot of things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. Because some of the things you don't want to post, mm -hmm. you know. If I'm going and going and sit with an older person and feeding them soup, I don't want to take a picture of that. Mm -hmm. You know, like certain, mm -hmm. you know, right. if I'm cutting this old man yard because his grass is taller than me, I don't want to post that. Mm -hmm. Certain things you don't want to post. But some things hold on, hold on. Shout out to James Carter Cutting Service too. He cut he got a he got a lawn cut <laughs> I still owe him some money. I don't put that on the table. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you know, but you don't wanna post that. Right. You don't wanna post that because what are you doing? You putting these people in a uncomfortable position, you know. Mm -hmm. Or even sometimes the family members, you know. You like you putting them in a in a worse condition. I mean, in a, in a messed up situation where they like, dang, if you were gonna do, sometimes you're doing a good deed, you don't have to. Post you don't it. have to show it. But sometimes it's necessary because mm -hmm. people don't know what you're doing if you're not doing it. Man, mm -hmm. I post a million pictures when memories come up on Facebook. Like I be like, dang, and I'm so glad that I post them because they let me know if I'm on track. And then also show me like people who want supported, who don't. You know what kind of relationship we on. Mm -hmm. Most time it's still good, you yeah. know. But it just let me know, like, dang, you know, hey, this show you. You might start off with 40 people salute you, support you. Then you might get to where it's only four. Mm -hmm. And those four that have been there through those whole four years, they're genuine. Mm -hmm. They really believe in you or, you know, it's something. Or they, you know, so, you know, and I thank y'all guys, man. And uh, we having our friends and family day, uh, September the 29th. We got something nice for y'all. Y'all have been the, the backbone in the, the machine, Y'all have been the machine of the Carter Foundation because, like, um, without y'all, man, like, none of our events wouldn't be successful like this because y'all give us free, I mean, PSAs and, you know, and, and let me just come up to the studio and talk. That publicity, man, like, that what build the foundation because I have people who come in from Quitman and Alabama, who wherever y'all sounds, and I'm like, how did you hear? Like, 90%, and this no lie, I'm going to say about 80% of the people, they said the radio of our events like and that's major like you look at the marketing no no I mean you can't really say when you ask people like where did how did they hear about this 80% of the people say 95.1 to beat man like that's major right so that you know that let me know that hey you know there's no way that we could be where we where we are if it wasn't for y'all I post a lot of Facebook a lot of stuff like that but people won't don't really read your stuff mm. Because, you know, sometimes people just hit like just because. <laughs> you know, it's like a thing with, with people on social media, man. It's just like, hey, they like certain stuff, you know. Yeah. If you're popular, you know, or if they feel My, like they can get something <laughs> off liking your stuff or even if not even oh, that. You know? Just to be nosy. Uh -huh. Yeah. I like it so uh -huh. I can follow it. You yeah. know what's crazy? Yeah. Like, this is crazy with the happy birthday thing. Like, I'm sorry. I hate the happy birthdays on Facebook. You do? I hate it. I swear. Because it's, to me, it's not genuine. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm playing this. Uh, two years ago, this dude, I don't really know the guy. You know, I don't know him. You know, I've seen him places, but he had something like that. See him birthday. S Three or four hours later, seen him in person. 
Well, we're bound. Didn't say nothing. <laughs> like that's I'm like. Yeah. And see I, me, like, I, I'm, I'm with with the happy birthday thing. If I know you, yeah, yeah. and I got your number, I call you. I call you. I, I text I, you. I, I, I say it to like, you. I, I, and, and I've had some people like you didn't post on my page. Hey, like, I talked to you. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and like that's. I'm and still, I, I'm, and I'm, I can't do everybody every day. Like I can't be like this happy birthday. Like to me, I like it. Like. I ain't saying it's a bad thing. I just, it's not my preference. I just can't do it. You know what I mean? That's my thing. That's one thing I had to, like, support. To, like, that's why, I remember last week I was talking about support. Like, how back in the day in order, like, if you were, if you were petitioning something, or if you, were, you had to actually go buy the wood, the cardboard, <laughs> to put the right on there, and go stand out front of this place and let them know we're not buying into what you're doing or we're supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's a hashtag. And that's it. To me, that's not the same way. It's not the same to me. It gets information out faster, but it's still not the same as doing like that ground hard work. That's one thing I talk about, like online petitions. I haven't yeah. I haven't read about one online petition that has worked. Yeah. Well, it was, oh, there, I'm, I'm take that back. There's one online petition that actually worked. Uh, I'm, let me take some of the ones that have been out. Uh, they wanted Fetty Wap to perform at uh, Barbara Bush's uh, funeral, yeah, funeral yeah, Trap Queen. That. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was something about Beyonce going somewhere. I don't remember. Well, mm-hmm. Beyonce has a lot of online uh, yeah, petitions. Lot of petitions for her. Yeah. But the one that worked was when Shawty Lowe tried to come out with the TV show. Oh, yeah. And they petitioned <laughs> to get the talk about all his baby moments. And, and he was yeah, trying yeah. to show that he supported all of his kids and his uh, kids' uh, moms. Yeah. That was the only online petition that has ever worked. Any other ones, I promise you, it's been a flop. But, but that, that's the online thing. Yeah. I, and, that's one thing. I, like, that's... That's my thing. Like I like genuine support. Like that's why when James when he when he like remember when we first came out, who was yeah. in this room? Yeah, who's in this room right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he first like, cause I seen him. I but you know, said, I mean, crazy to say, I seen him online. Like, I wasn't talking to James like that. Like me and him like spoke spoken like in passing, but I seen him online and what he was doing. So and, we, and that's when we was doing the stop the violence thing, mm-hmm. and that's before we even did the rally. Mm-hmm. And we it was just at that time it was crazy, Maria. Yeah. It was real. It was like every day or every week, was, somebody yeah. was shooting shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I seen like we, me and Jit was like, man, we got like, golly, what's going on? So that's when we brought James back, and we just had this conversation on the air, and just like people was calling in. That's how I knew it was a problem because people was calling in and just feeding into it, and like it was crazy. And that's kind of what, what what made like that's how me and we we kind of formed that relationship. He formed the relationship with the radio because. It was that much attention that we felt like it was bringing to the, the community. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's why to this day, like, to see it still going on. I'm glad to see him five years later, still at it, still doing it. And, like, what has that longevity? What what do people do in reading that stick to it for five years five strong? Years, like, you know what I mean? Like, and can stay. And, and not only it, it grows. Now it's, it's, it's steady growing. steady growing. He actually has an uh, uh, uh uh, more of a, a structure with it now, because then it was just what mainly events. Yeah, it, was just it wasn't crazy. even like the mentorship yeah, and all that. It was just events. We were um, sorry for cutting y'all. We were um going into the neighborhoods, man, where the work was, where people were doing the stuff at. You know, like hey, we were going into the neighborhood, talking to the kids, and you know, before we go do the events, we go there and try to talk with the residents. Mm-hmm. See, like that was the secret to it, man. And I think, and you know, we wouldn't never bring the police in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. cause like, not down to nobody. And people gonna hear this and gonna take it the wrong way. But I just feel like, when I do an event, 
I don't really want to bring the police there to these people, residents. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's this how I feel. And this is probably not why other people, I don't think this is what other people think when they're doing it. But if I was a resident, and if you came to my neighborhood, and you came, but you came to police, I feel like you think that we don't know how to act. Yeah, you don't mm -hmm. trust my neighborhood. You don't trust, yeah, you don't mm -hmm. trust my neighborhood. Like, what is it so bad? So if it's that bad, it's something that I feel like I need to do. So, like, no events we ever had the police there. Mm -hmm. And it was the grace of God that nothing jumped off, mm -hmm. you know. But it wasn't that. These people were minding their business, mm -hmm. you know. So we go to them and talk with them, let them know. And a lot of times, man, people are just happy that you're willing to invest in that mm -hmm. into their kids. And, then, you know, of course, we're going to first place was going to be like over there on the east side because that's where I grew up at. And, uh, you know, when we go to Rescourt, man, and, uh, man, uh, you know, the people over there are like, hey, you don't have to buy the food. We got the food. Just mm -hmm. come. So, you know, we come, man, and we eat and we fellowship. You know, we always open up with a prayer. You know, we will always open up with a prayer and, you know, and just go out there and have fun. So we start moving around just different neighborhoods, just spreading the love. And and it was beneficial at that time. But one thing, like, with me, where, where we're at now, I don't really see a need for me to keep doing community events because mm -hmm. like you said that was like four or five years ago mm -hmm. and if you believe in evolving you know i don't want to do the same thing i was doing it mm -hmm. worked and it was necessary but um i was getting like you can go in the neighborhood and give away free stuff or if the residents got it and they're giving away free stuff what happened people together they fellowship and they eat but then they go home Mm -hmm. So the kids, hey, you ain't really changed the mindset, mm -hmm. you know. You just gave them a hot dog. Yeah, you just gave them a hot dog. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you can go find a way to change their mindset, so that's when the mentoring kicked in. Man, we need to grab four or five kids that can probably grab four or five kids. Mm -hmm. And that can grab four or five kids and we can bring, you know, we can get these kids and work with these kids. If you got 20 kids that you're working with and you got to change the mindset of those 20 kids, that's more, that, that, that's more, that's more vital and feeding three, four hundred or having an event, mm -hmm. you know, and pulling out the jump houses and the characters and, you know, I mean, we've been doing that for a long time, so, but having that where you can uh, change the mindset, you can work with these kids and like I said, with, uh, shout out to like Miss McQuarley and Miss McFarlane them, man, you know, they'll call if a kid messing up, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Booth over there at Northwest, if the kid messing up, you know, they'll call like, you know, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, so we want to kind of have that relationship with those kids, you know. When I was young, I had this, my cousin, Devin McNair, Mr. Palmer was his grandfather. And, like, it just took one thing. Devin was wild as he, all outdoors, but it took for them people to say one thing and he would get straight. I'm going to call your granddad. So, like, growing <laughs> up like that, I always wanted to be like that. Like, yeah. dang, you know, like, you know, when people say, like, my favorite person is Mr. Jesse Palmer. You're like, that's my favorite person. And, like, he don't really know what he meant to me. But being young, I always say, if I have kids, like, I want them to have that fear. That's not, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, how can I get that fear? I started off at Northwest. Miss McFarland gave me an opportunity to mentor the kids. It started off with four kids. These kids were on the verge of getting sent to Marion Park. I said, let me work with them. It was in February. Let me work with them until spring break. Their behavior don't change them to Marion Park. It was five. All four of those guys went back to the regular, you know, stayed in school, and only one of them. But this guy, he had probably, he just didn't want to be there. He was mm -hmm. an interracial kid. He got picked on by black and whites. Mm -hmm. So one day he just came to school just throwing chairs. He wanted to get kicked out. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, you know, that's how things start. And when I was there, my son was in the sixth, seventh grade. So he know he can't be acting up like this. So mm -hmm. uh, one, one, he was walking out of the thing. One of the coaches said he was doing something. He didn't have no business. The coach said, all right, I'm going to call your dad. I was there. I was like, I made it. <laughs> 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 I was just like, you know, this 
what I wanted That's to hear. You know? so, so, so let me find out my son go over here to Head Start. You know, let me get over here and get in this school. And I follow. You know, like uh, my son. But when I follow, I don't cut off the connections. My son started a Head Start. And when he started Head Start, he went to West Hill Pre-K. I still stayed over there at uh, Head Start, going over there, bringing the characters for Christmas, doing things. Because these are kids, too. Mm -hmm. It's not all about my kid. I want to have a relationship. But then another thing, too, y'all, you know, I'm going to make like light of the situation. Not to make light of the situation. But y'all better try to get to know these kids, man. Some of these kids, we know they're going to grow up and be bad. they just going to yeah. be bad. It's just gonna, somebody's yeah. going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. Man, I have been in a situation, no lie. And I won't put this kid out there. Man, I, and I really thought that this boy was going to, I really thought these guys were going to rob me at the store. And the guy, he was like, and the boy, one of the boys that I saw and I always stayed on. They were together about to do something. They had no business. And I guess they were plotting on me. And the guy told him, man, what the wrong with you, man? That Mr. Carter, man. He was like, man, that ain't no sweet lick, you know. And just by that, you know. Yeah, just by him knowing just your Just by face. him knowing me. Mm -hmm. And, man, I was, it was five or six boys. What was I going wow. to do? Whatever they wanted, they could have had. Yeah. You know, but sometimes it don't work like that. People still shoot you or yeah. hit you mm -hmm. inside your head or anything. You know, yeah. like, you know, you know, anything. And, man, I don't, you know, I'm, you know, wow. I can't. So going, going from the... Uh, the the community events. What's all under the the Carter Foundation umbrella right now? I know he's, he's at the lawn service. What what's what all what all is the Carter Foundation involved in right now? Okay, see at the Carter Foundation, the lawn service. That's, uh, that's like with my that's son that's and that's yeah, that's and, that's and, that's and, that's and the, the guys in the program, man. And they cut cut grass, man. And uh, you know, I'm proud of them because this summer it helped alleviate a lot from the parents. Mm -hmm. A lot of them kids, man, people talk about kids. They see kids with these $200 shoes. That's the world we live in here now. I don't buy it. Right. I spend $100 on shoes. If my son wants shoes, cost $106. He got to put the $6 on it. Like, I give him $100 <laughs> to right. get you a good mm -hmm. pair of that's shoes or a two pair, mm -hmm. you know. But whatever else, you got to add that to it. So, you know, a lot of these kids, man, they're able to pay their phone bills and just kind of, like, alleviate the things from their parents. But the Carter Foundation, we have um, – the Carter Foundation as a whole, and that's the community. You know, we're a community-based organization. Not saying that we don't do community events no more because we got two coming up before the year is out. But um, we got that. We got the mentoring, the, um, the, the Carter Foundation Brotherhood Program, the Carter Foundation Sisterhood Program, and then we got um, the Jayhawks basketball. Got three teams, 14, 15, and 16. We got 45 players. So 45 players every other weekend. We're carrying 45 players, 45 kids to uh, get exposure. You know, mm -hmm. travel all over the southern region. They play, you know, Tennessee, Atlanta, you, you name it, man. They're traveling. They're not just going up there playing. They're bringing back hardware. I, we went to one tournament where every team won, you know. Wow. And so that's 45 kids from this area that's going out, represent us and represent the city and represent positivity. Then we have baseball for kids six through eight, six through eight that we sponsor through Parks and Rec, and then we have T-ball that we sponsor through Downtown Optimus Club. So we're hearing pretty much the the only gap that we're missing is the eleven and twelve year old. Mm -hmm. So we just started trying to try to open up for twelve, eleven. We got to find some for those guys, but um, that's what it is, man. And uh, so roughly, we probably service roughly, I want to say maybe sixty to seventy five kids, you know. Mm -hmm. So it started like I said with four. And you just think about that, you know. So like, and we're you're, you're, we're really blessed to be able to to sponsor things like that. And a lot of time, man, if you got businesses, you know, if you have a brand, you don't have to have a business. Like if you have a brand. 
believe in your brand, but invest in your brand. Investing in your brand is investing in your community. Um, when you see these parks and rec and stuff, you know, and these different people are uh, having things and they need sponsors. Man, these kids feel good, and that's good promotion. Your brand being, they, they go a lot of times those kids wear the jerseys, you know, after through the season when the season over with, right? And and people are seeing your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, the parents, you know, like I get a lot of likes off Facebook, off IT ball games. Like people will go off on our Facebook page. You know, the kids that never even heard of the Carter Foundation, but their son play on the team. They want to know about the Carter Foundation. Mm. And then I post a lot, so I'm like, hey, you know, swap for swap. I guess I'm bribing them. Hey, I'm going to post your son's picture. Go like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, on a serious note, you know, and it, and it worked, though. But, I, you know, I let them know, hey, you don't mind. I'm going to post your son's child on the page, but it's only going to be on the Carter Foundation. <laughs> so they're going to go on that page to see their child. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to pretty much share it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so this know, free game, y'all. I know my, baby, you know, I know my baby cute. Game, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna share it, and then you getting your brand out there because they seeing it was shared. People looking at where it was shared from. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, man, push yourself, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Like, the way you're doing it, it almost seems like a gang mentality. It is, man, and no lie, everything for real, like. Everything with with the Carter Foundation, man, it it is. It, but that's life. Like yeah. it's life, life. You got games and like, everything. Because everybody wants to be a part of something. Everybody want to be a part. Everybody want to feel respected. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to feel a sense of ownership. And that's what drives people, younguns, to games because yeah. they allow it. Like, come on in over here. You you respected over here. You got a family over here. You got you got people that gonna stick up for you over here. We're gonna do this together. We're gonna do this together. And that's basically the same sentiment. It just it's in a more it's in a positive light instead of in a negative light. You're not gonna be over here fighting. You're not gonna be over here doing this. You're gonna be over here constructing your community the right right way, not the you know, it's a negative way. Not bring your community down, we're gonna bring the community up. So with 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 that being said, how does the Carter Foundation persuade a kid, a troubled kid? To to say okay, you know what, Mr. Carter, I'm gonna follow you. I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna run in the streets. I want to be a part of this organization that I that I'm I, just pretty much. I might be forced into this uh, situation to to deal with you. But I'm, how do you how do you tell a kid? Okay, you're forced to be with me. How do you get them to embrace that uh, that organization? And say, see, man, here. we got like uh, for as the the mentoring, we got Jonathan Brown, man. He's a teacher over there at Northwest. So it's kind of like a feeding system. We got Coach Ty. He's assistant basketball coach from Meridian High, and he's the head ninth grade coach. So a lot of time, a lot of parents. I mean, if I if you're smart, I would want my son pretty much to play to let. If he my son got talent, I would want to try to try out for the Jayhawks because Ty is pretty much is the he's gonna, he gonna meet him anyway. You're gonna see him, you know. Mm-hmm. So if he got a chance to get to know your child, your Somewhere child might not be the best child. Uh-huh. But he can work with him because his attitude. He can see that he's coaching, but he's been with that child the whole summer. Mm-hmm. So it's a good chance that that child might make that team. And not saying he only picked Jayhawks people because yeah. I mean, only think he only got like four of them. But mm-hmm. it's a good chance. And it's all about open doors and investing in your kids. And you got Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, a cool guy. They got a thing at Northwest where everybody want to be a Brown boy. You know, like you know, like Brown is cool, man. Like mm-hmm. he loves kids. And, uh, man, he take those kids and he treat them like his own. So the kids, they kind of, like, see that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a feeding, man. It's like, you know, it started with me grinding, but I can't take credit for none of this. It's all the boys. They're doing the right thing, man. Those guys just got recognized on the state level um, for future, future future leaders of Mississippi. And uh, out of 82 counties in Mississippi, man, they picked somebody from our county, and it was from our program. 
For those boys got a chance to dress up real nice, the parents came out, man. Uh, me and the Mississippi, man, they hosted a great event. It was the first annual, you know, they got uh, more to come. But it was very awesome, and it was extravagant, you know. It was really, really elegant, man. It was exquisite, you know, like for <laughs> real. Like, because the kids got a chance to get dressed up, and they all came in, man. And when they came in with those blazers, I was really proud. Like, everybody stopped what they were doing and looked like. Dang, those guys are sharp, mm. you know. And uh, we got a thing, we call it Carter Foundation Scent. Like, you know, when they're out, you know, I always tell them we, we got a, a, a special fragrance that we wear. <laughs> we want to leave because, you know, scent is the strongest scent tied to, scent is the strongest sense tied to memory. Mm. So you're going to always remember where you smelt this stuff at. Mm -hmm. So when we walk in, we want to leave that scent, and they're going to walk by you, you know, and you, you got that smell of when you smell again. That smell like them Carter Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for real. So, so what it is, man, those kids, they, I mean, kids see that. So even the kids that we label as bad, man, they want to be recognized. Mm -hmm. That's why they join games. Mm -hmm. One thing about the streets, man, one thing about a kid, they're going to seek attention. And if you don't give it to them, the streets are. The streets are recruiting our youth. So they're starting earlier. So we, they starting early. So we got to start earlier. You know, you go out there and get them kids something positive, something to build around. Then it help out also that those guys play basketball. Because, like, you know, in school, man, I didn't play sports. Like, so, like, but you always know, like, the sports player, man, they were the jocks. They were cool. Mm -hmm. So, people like to be around cool kids. Mm -hmm. So, not saying that all the kids are going to be popular or nothing like that. But people see that. Okay, well, so-and-so, so-and-so with the Carter Foundation. And these athletes, man, these kids, you know, man, take ownership in that. You can be the future because they seeing you doing it. Okay, it's cool if uh, I got a McKean Anthony, you know, and he's playing and he played this, you know, or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they seeing these kids when they seeing these kids uh, putting up numbers and playing in big arenas, you know. And they seeing that and they hearing their name on the radio, seeing these guys starting and stuff. And then with them, it's going to make them like, okay, well, I can do it if they're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just that, man. It's kind of like you say, man, it's marketing, really. It's marketing. So, so pretty much the the people who are in it kind of influence the ones who yeah. come into yeah. it or, or want to be a part yeah. of it. Because, like, cool. we got maybe, like, 20 boys that's, like, the solid, the core. Maybe, like, 14, the core. Because some of them, it's, they come and go. But, um, man, it started off with, like, four of them. I remember, like, you know, it was like Jamie Young, my son Jamie Young and Jalen Davis, them, man. Like, they were telling me, we said that. I, I put the picture up on Facebook. They were sitting at the table after a one-hour meeting. I just bought them along like I have my son. That's how you get your kid to, their mind to expand. Mm -hmm. Like, let them see that. Show them something. You know, yeah, let them yeah. see that. And uh, they were at one-hour meetings. We were trying to do our second annual Christmas drive, and they were there. And they were like, oh, after the meeting. The guy said, they said at the table, they want to sit behind the Carter Foundation table and act like they were, you know, hosting the me. And they told, they was like, when we get older, we're going to be part of the Carter Foundation. I didn't see the mentoring program then because mm -hmm. we were still doing events. Like I said, we were getting ready for a Christmas thing. But uh, those two boys, man, like those two boys, like really, then, you know, like, and then, like, Dennis, them, all of them, they just always hung around. So, like, some of the kids seen it and it just went from, they come home, my son would come home. They had so-and-so want to join the Carter Foundation. I told them they got to ask you. I'm like, man, this y'all program. Y'all use y'all judgment. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing now, we might open it back up, like do another thing next month. Whenever progress report come out, we want to see your progress report. It don't have to, it doesn't have to be A1, but we want to see from then you we got progress. the progress. 
for the next time. So it's not it's a probationary period. You're not just gonna come in and just say I'm part of the Carter Foundation because these boys been grinding for a long time. Had to put up with me. I punch them in the chest. You know <laughs> they gotta put up with all this stuff with me yeah. laughing, my corny jokes and everything. It's almost so, a, it's a fraternity. Yes, yeah, in, yeah. in a sense, you yeah. know. So like you're not gonna just. Come on and just say, you know, and then, you know, you a hothead and you make these boys look bad. You somewhere with the Carter Foundation Center on and somebody smell it. That's one of the Carter. You over there acting crazy, you know. <laughs> so, That's a uh, trouble smell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Something like wrong. Problems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell like problems. Uh -huh. so, yeah, man. So that's what it is, man. But, like, uh, we, we're going to do that. And then uh, they're going to have to volunteer. So, uh, and then we do a thing on Sundays, man. I would love for y'all guys to come there and speak. We did it today. Where we open it up to the community, and uh, the kids don't actually have to be part of the Carter Foundation to come to Sacrifice Sunday. What that is, we go out there, we talk about the week, try to get them ready, because you never know that plant that seed in their head that Sunday, and they go to sleep on it that Monday, they might have a productive week. Mm -hmm. But over the weekend, they go from Friday, what happened Friday, and then what happened on Snapchat Saturday, then Sunday, they all hot headed, Monday, they get to school, bam. You know, they're ready to explode. Mm -hmm. So we get them, and, you know, it's in the evening. So by the time we do it, you go home, you eat, you go to bed, or whatever you do. But you had something positive in you. Mm. And we go, and we walk the trail, talk, let them talk. And we ask that no parents come. We're not going to do nothing around your kids that, you know, that you know that you don't do. But see, sometimes they might open up to you, and they want to open up to the parents. Yeah. Like this one boy was telling me, man, oh, you know, and he was talking to me about uh, sex. And then, you know, he wouldn't dare talk about it like that around his yeah, mom. Yeah, not to your mom. Yeah, mom. you know. Never. I but still I'm, want my mom to think I'm a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two kids. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's it just the old things, man. But, um, you know, I can't get off here without saying, man, thanks to y'all guys. Because, like, even this right here, I put this on my Snapchat. It's going to get uh, good publicity. I mean, it's going to get y'all some publicity and it's gonna do for me you know that mm -hmm. promotion man i mean that advertising man that's the key like you got to advertise your brand because people that won't know what you're doing if you're not posting it you got people say well i don't post no lie and like for real a lot of people used to talk about me when i used to do a lot of posting right and a lot of people used to jump in my inbox hey man don't worry about this don't worry about that you know you got to ignore this ignore this it never bothered me you know because now I see those same people doing everything that I did because they saw it work, mm -hmm. you know. And I see that, you know. I see yeah. that. I see them doing the same exact thing, you know. And I feel proud, like okay, you know, like I feel proud. And I, it's not a cocky, or uh, it's not a proud cocky feeling. It's proud that okay, you stuck with what what worked for you, mm -hmm. but you leave that to somebody else now because God got other things for you. You got to evolve, so you know, like um. And then coming back to do that Friends and Family Day, what I was saying with that, that's going to be for anybody who ever supported the Carter Foundation. If you shared a post, if you liked the post, you know, if you wore a T-shirt, you know, and... Speed on T-shirts, I might need a new one. I got you, man. I got you. It's T-shirts? I've, I've seen them. I've had those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I saw some personalized T-shirts. That's nice. I get my... Look, casual be over there acting anti-social, man. I see him through the windows. Okay, as soon as he get done over there, he gonna come shut up. Well, oh, he's gone. But speaking of marketing, though, is there is there a website that people can check out the Carter Foundation? We're gonna probably probably first of the year start back operating off the website. It's just a bunch of old stuff on there now, man. But we mainly operate off Facebook because it really wasn't getting traffic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time we were paying for it, man, it was kind of like pointless. Like, it, you know, it yeah. wasn't getting traffic at all because, like, uh, you know, but people would take you more seriously, 
when you got a website, mm-hmm. you know, because they want to, they, you know, Facebook, everybody got a Facebook. Right. You, People probably don't got nothing in their name but a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but so they, you know, so, you know, man. But, but, um, but if someone wants to reach the Carter Foundation, give them all the information that they need, the right? The Carter now. Foundation on Facebook, um, and you can give us a call at 601-227-5719. Again, it's 601-227-5719. And the Facebook page, the Carter Foundation, and you can follow me on Facebook, James Carter. But um, you know, man, and um, if y'all really, if y'all really know some kids that really could benefit from the program, and because everybody don't see your Facebook posts, because I only mm-hmm. promoted Facebook, I didn't come on a radio station and, and do it. Mainly too, because we can't have a hundred kids neither. Cause yeah. it's only like yeah. three male mentors, you know. Yeah. And I want your kids in good, uh, good hands, you know. Right. So we kind of like, you know, not saying that we're trying to control, manipulate who we bring in. But if you put on the radio and you say that, a lot of people gonna look at it. You know, I want my son part of that because it's something positive. But also, you're gonna have some people. My little bass, he need to get out of the house eating up yeah. all my food. Yeah, I just need a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't bring, you know, don't don't bring my man over. <laughs> yeah. we, we, you, know, you know, don't bring him. We, you know, we eat, but hey, you know, we take turns. You know, mm-hmm. and we got some great parents. You know, to keep the program going, man. We got some great moms. You know, uh, you know that that you know they're out there. You know, like uh, even with like Tremaine Ruffin, he's one of the mentors also. You know, and he 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 don't accept that title, but he's there. You know, he's yeah. always there. His son is in the program. His son, Trey Ruffin, is the uh, is the president of the youth group. And all the kids, what I like about it, all of them got positions. They got their own board. You know, you got an ambassador. So, mm-hmm. like, when it's time for WTOK to come out, I don't really want to talk. You know, I like mm-hmm. now to kind of, I feel like I've been working with y'all for so long, y'all can handle that. Yeah, y'all yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. You know, you go ahead and handle that. I'm going to yeah. stand there so yeah. people, because some people see me and know, okay, it's the Carter Foundation, that's Mr. Carter. Mm-hmm. But I want you to get the shine and, you mm-hmm. know, everything else because it's not about that with me yeah. because these guys is what really keeping the program running. And the young ladies in the sisterhood program, they're revamping. Uh, if y'all have young ladies, they haven't done their open enrollment yet. I think it's going to be like next week. And uh, young ladies, 12 through 17, 12 through 19, I think it is. You know, so my wife, Mr. Carter, man, she, uh, she, they, they're running, you know, they got a, a really solid program, you know, and dedicated. It's some dedicated young ladies that uh, that been there, you know, from day one, and they never left. All right, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, from Pochies all the way to Mr. Carter now, Mr. James Carter, we appreciate you stopping by for the What Do We Know podcast. Appreciate uh, you for having me. And look, open door policy, anytime you want to come back, you're welcome. This is, uh, uh, this is our beginning stages in the program. We, we, we're like you. We're trying to evolve. We want it to grow. And uh, when we make it, we're going to look back and say, hey, he was with us in the beginning. Hey, you know we'll, what, though? We'll send you some tickets to check out. No, <laughs> no, man, no I, I ain't invite on any time, man. Hey, listen, though, man, and uh, um, the what you just said, though, a lot of times people don't realize this. The beginning process is the best process. It is. It, it really is, man, if you think about it, like, because that's when, like, the struggle and, like, you know, the people who actually come in and people, certain people just looking back, trying to see what what it's going to do, and you're going to remember that. You mm-hmm. know, like, and I'm saying it, I mean, because I, I want my tickets, I'm so, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but, but, like, uh, I look back at a lot of things, man, a lot of memories and stuff on Facebook, and I see, like, a lot of people that, you know, like, dang, and I see now just where it grew. And I'm just like, dang, man, it's crazy. Like, some of these same people still here. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, that mean mm-hmm. a lot, bro. Because, um, 
Man, there's a lot of people that ain't, you know, and I ain't throwing no shots at people, but there's a lot of people, man, that, you know, hey, they didn't see this, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and y'all see this vision, just like mm -hmm. you just manifested, said those, those tickets, when I send y'all the tickets, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times what we mess up at, we start down. I don't really like the word hope, you know. It's kind of like, you know, like if and all of that, man. Mm -hmm. To me, the, those are kind of like negative words. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I hope, I, I might say it, and I'm guilty of it. Like, I hope you feel better. Mm -hmm. But, like, man, we speak things into existence by just saying when it get, mm -hmm. you know, when. And, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, because y'all got something great. And the thing is, like, the only thing that can stop that, y'all got the power to be whatever you want to be. Technology, man, people are nosy. People are nosy for real. <laughs> people want to hear. You I, think, I think people are nosy. But I think people also people need enlightenment. People need knowledge. And they need to be informed. And they, be, and they seek it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and however you receive it is is the like how you deliver it and how people receive it is really the the part that you have to figure out. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? The delivery system and how to receive it. And and I think with how you say with technology now. It's multiple multiple ways people can receive yeah. and gain knowledge, and people can deliver it. You know what I mean? Y'all just remember this interview. I'm the fourth person, so look, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the third yeah, yeah. person, the oh, first oh, one. Oh, okay. said we, we winged it by ourselves. That's what we figured. Hey, let's get somebody here that knows something. Yeah. Let's talk about something. <laughs> yeah. And they said the third time's a charm. So yeah. <laughs> three times a charm, y'all. So look, y'all remember that. So, now, I'm look. sorry, Terrence and DJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do look forward to having you back uh, in the future when uh, when the Carter Foundation goes uh, nationwide. And we said, hey, man, remember we were in that little room where we had the mics uh, attached to the table? Uh -huh. and we had the bright lights and be in the big city. Uh -huh. Hey, look, y'all. And I keep saying, look, y'all. But think about it, man, because you keep touching, you keep saying some real stuff. What Corey said earlier, how the Carter Foundation started. When they called me up here, we were in this room right here. Mm -hmm. Like, great things happened in this room. And I didn't even have a name for the Carter Foundation. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember when WTOK, man, came out to the event. And they were like, so who's hosting this? Like, we just wanted to change. It started in this room. My mission started in this room. I started posting. I can't give y'all credit for everything because I was like, right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, was like, yeah, I gave the name. But but I started, you know, I was going into the community doing things. But when I got on this radio, that was like major. Like when I got on the radio, it was major for y'all. And it was major mm -hmm. because like it wasn't tradition. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back to breaking tradition. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, man, who's going to get Pochies to come on the radio station and talk about the thing? Because at that time, you had people, man. That dude, I know that cat still, you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, so and probably to this day, you know, they probably still <laughs> think like that. But, I mean, who cares? But uh, you had, um, you had uh, we were up in here. And, man, I remember people were calling, talking about their kids. Like, it was a cry. Like, it was a desperate need. And just in this room from that and going back now and seeing y'all at a podcast, you know, four years later, you know. But it was one thing that was funny. When we got on this air from y'all air thing, I got a call. Uh, me and DeMont Burst, we were on here talking. And the people from Infusion X, they were like, man, we heard you on the radio. We need you to come here and mentor our kids. Mm -hmm. And that's how I actually started just putting my mind seeing, dang, man, it can be major. You know, I had never been on the radio, you know. I've been on the news for stuff that was good, you know, but I've never been on the radio. So from that, the radio heard, y'all, let me come up here and, and promote promote that event. And I remember people said it wouldn't work because the area was a red zone. They said no one's coming there and you don't need to do this event. If you do it, the blood is on your hand. Like those guys over there, it's hot over there. They're going to shoot and it's going to... This is going to ruin everything that you're trying to do. We hear what you said you're going to do, how you want to start this thing for the kids. But if you throw this event and something happens, it's going to stop it. 
and I trusted the process, and we did it. I mean, it was like probably like five or six hundred people came out, and no lie, like no exaggerate. And the news center heard it. One of the people on the news center, Tom Williams, he heard about the event. And he was just started, man. He was just like, he was carrying around the cameras. You know, he mm. wasn't even a camera guy. Now he like the face of it, you know. Mm. But um, he uh, he came out to the event. And, uh, man, I was just like, he was like, I heard about it, you know, him and the guy. And so they was like, so what's the name of the organization? And I'm like, shoot. Because oh. I didn't have a name. It was just <laughs> people that just really was tired of what was going on, man. Right. Shout out to all the people who met and gave and donated because it wasn't just me. You know, we were, like, calling the Village Fun Day. That's what the uh-huh. first event yeah. was. And in that second, I had to think quick, and I said, the Carter Foundation. So now when they put it on the news, they're like, the Carter Foundation. Now I got to, now, you know. Now I got to run with now it. Now I got to run with it. <laughs> That's what it but is. it all started in this room. And I go back to that right there. When I manifest that, I said, the Carter Foundation, and look where it came. But it all started in this room, man. So, like, you got to always remember where you start. I go back and look at some of the stuff and some of the posts that I used to make. And I look at that stuff now and just look at it. You just can't give up. Because, it, it, man, it's been so many times. Just like, man, forget this, man. Like, the community. Because, for one thing, <clears throat> we would do free events. And no lie, we would do free events. But then we do fundraisers to raise money. The same people that stood in line got school supplies and got this and got free hot dogs. They would act like they're, they're turning the radio up when they see us, like, you know, and just dodging. Those kids would see that. Yeah. So they seeing these people. So, like, I can't keep asking you to go into the community when, you know, but it was a lot of people who still supported it. But at the same time, like, it was breaking the kids down. Mm-hmm. Like, it would make some of the kids, I might as well be out here doing wrong. They don't support us when we try to do something positive, you know. Yeah. So it was like God. When I mm-hmm. said, when I got arrested, and it was God getting my attention. God do things in your life. He allowed the devil to, the devil to work. You know, in order to get your attention. The devil rewards, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the devil rewards, you know. Yeah. So, you know, with that, man, you know. But last thing I want to say, y'all, y'all remember this show, not because, you know, I'm the third person I'm going to get tickets, but remember <laughs> these guys and support it. Y'all tell a friend, you know. Even if you catch this episode uh, when, when they blew up, when they blowed up, when they're like, you know, um, you know, I can't even think compare them because I don't even want to belittle them by comparing them to somebody God, great, you know. <laughs> but but when they when they make it to where God got for them and you hear this interview, it might be six months from now, it might be two months, it might be two years. But when you go back, because you know how people like you get hip, hip to a new artist, mm-hmm. you want to go back and listen to the old stuff, like right, let me right. see. You know, yeah. remember this, man, and be like, man, those guys, they really spoke that into existence. And when you go back and you looking back and you like, and then remember the Carter Foundation, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James Carter, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and every week we like to uh, end out in the most professional way that we know how. I am Casual. I'm Corey Moe. That's it. Yeah.